Hey, yo, and here we go with episode, I guess this is 199, is it, for We Talk Comics? 199. It's It seems amazing that we've only done, uh, that it's only taken us uh, three or f- 300 plus episodes to hit 199. That is true. So the, we are We Talk Comics. I am Mo, and of course this means that we're going to have to we're going to have to bring something really, really cool on for episode 200. But luckily, we have something really, really cool here for episode 199 because we're going to be talking about the Linda Carter concert from the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo, as well as uh, some of the overall expo experiences and thoughts. And we're doing it with the very talented Stephanie Chan. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to take Stephanie a moment to join us. But, uh, but through the magic of editing, she will be able to join us as as if uh, as if we didn't wait at all for her. As if we didn't wait at all. Luckily, she's probably going to come on and tell us everybody who she is and why she's awesome. That's right. Hi, this is Stephanie Chan, and I am a comic book colorist as well as the founder or one of the founders of Smash Pages, a comics news blog. And you, of course, uh, you attended the 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 expo. You were there all four days, correct? Um. Yes, I did do all four days in parts. Um, I was actually, I actually, a Saturday afternoon, I really wanted a nap and realized I had no time commitments of anything. So I went home and had a nap. Nice. That's <laughs> understandable. I mean, we could say that you, you, uh, you know, kind of had to hobble around, unfortunately. I can only imagine how much more difficult that makes it. I mean, I know I'm averaging like 10,000 steps a day on that hard cement floor and it's killing me by the end of it. So when you oh, have, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're... like, here's here's the backstory. I dislocated my knee a while back, um, but I'm at the point where I still need a cane. So I, so I'm kind of limpy, but it's mostly healed. Um, and uh, yeah, it is it is much more exhausting to do the expo um, this year for me. And I I kind of didn't put two two together that oh yeah I'm also injured this year. So um, so that probably made the difference. Plus. Plus, I noticed all the accessibility problems now at Expo. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you would. Um, it gave no. me a whole new perspective. It is something that is probably something that they could. I was thinking that uh, you know, as soon as I saw that you were you were hurting, I was kind of thinking that that is probably something that they could work on as good a job as they're doing, and as much as they've improved a lot of things, I think that's probably something that they could still have a little bit, a uh, little bit of work to do. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's necessarily the expo's fault either. I mean, it's just the, the layout of the B, BMO center mm-hmm. and uh, the way the way the parking lot is, and uh, because like as a temporary injury, you don't necessarily get the wheelchair sign. So yeah. so then you still have to park like like at every other minion, for example. And I didn't want to take transit to be honest, because I was just I knew it was just too much for me to to go from A to B, it was just easier for me to drive around. So I, I you know, aside from sucking up the $15 a day parking fee, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I just knew that it just make my life just a little more easier if I was able to drive. But then again, you still have to walk from the parking lot to the doors. Um, the Stampede Grounds had these little like golf cart type things where they drive people around, but they, they were so hard to find and flag down. It wasn't helpful. Plus the points where they come and get people are not necessarily convenient. So it's like, oh, I'm on the way other side of the building. I might as well just walk to my car instead of like walk to the point where I can pick up a golf cart to drive me to my car. <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh, and then there was a day where there was a day where I need to go to the second floor, and of course the elevator, they didn't turn it on. <laughs> oh, 
We uh, actually, yeah, we went up to the second floor there because uh, that was before our panel, and we were just hanging around up there for a few minutes. And yeah, because the down escalator was 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 uh, being repaired, so you could go up, and then you had to go down the elevator. So it was kind of a kind of a hassle. Yeah, yeah. So like I like those little things, and I, my heart goes out to anybody who needs accessibility assistance because yeah. And, like, now that I've experienced it, I'm just like, wow, you guys are, like, superheroes yourselves because um, to get yourself around the, the horrible way that the rest of us have designed the world, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. and you know what? You made it, though, to the, to the uh, scripts panel in time. You managed to perform on it. Uh, you know, it was, it was kind of – I felt a little bit bad because you did a great job. You always do a great job. You're on – I think you're on every year, you know, and you're, you're so good at it. This year we had so much audience participation – that I felt like the people on the stage didn't quite get as much uh, much airtime, I guess, as as normal. So, uh, you know, my apologies for that. But but everybody seemed to have a really good time. And um, and like I say, once again, thanks for showing up. Well, thanks for having me. I, I do enjoy doing it. And that's kind of the reason why I keep coming back. And you know what? It's kind of cool that you do do the audience participation because, let's face it, like, like it's kind of for them too, right? Like they enjoy it and they can, if they have a chance to be in it, they can enjoy it too. Uh, maybe next time we can try to find a script that also has crowd involvement somehow. <laughs> <It's something>. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, there's so many scripts out there, but boy, it's a lot of work going through them all and finding the ones that have that have the moments that will be enjoyable on on, on stage. So, but, yeah. well, and and it's tough too because because like the, the previous year the crowd wasn't into it really, and I think a lot of that was the location. But this year we were back to that good location, good crowd involvement. So I, I think it's tough because I know we've planned for heavy crowd involvement and then we have no crowd involvement. So we're, we're straining <laughs> and everybody's reading like two voices and then some year. So you can't it's hard to plan for it because you never know what you're going to get. It almost sounds like you need pile A and pile B, like <laughs> participating audience pile, yeah. non-participating audience pile. That's actually a good idea. Yeah. No matter what, if, if nothing else, we should always just keep. If you, you and Alex are going to be on the on the stage together, we'll always just keep that James Cameron Spider Man around, just in That's case. That's right. Gets a little, gets a little bit adult, but uh, you guys. Uh, you guys got a chemistry, that's for sure. Yeah, that was still one of my favorite <laughs> moments ever in an expo, so. Yeah, best ever. That was probably the funniest one ever, too, to be honest. Oh, yeah. that, was that was just, great. Like, like, I don't know how I didn't crack up on stage, to be honest. So. <laughs> on the table? Yeah, I know. <laughs> stage, table, detail. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, on the stage, on the table. You were, you were it was double duty right there. <laughs> uh, well, what else? What was kind of your, your actual experience? Did you attend any other panels? Did you attend, uh, you know, you, did you put on any panels yourself this year? You, you have in the past. I know you've hosted some. Yeah, so this year was a little bit different than my usual panels. Um, I didn't actually submit any panels purely on, on my own like I usually do, partially because I was just so busy this year. Um, I Right before the expo, I had three jobs. Uh, I knew one of them was a temporary job that would, would uh, end uh, halfway through the month, but I was like pretty tired after that. And that, that like to come up with, um, with panel ideas that kind of didn't happen. Um, but um, there's a group I, I work with quite often called Make Fashion. And we do a lot of fashion technology, which includes adding lights to clothing uh, or special effects of some sort, or we can add sensors so like, or robotics even 
So if someone comes too close to you, you it can like buzz you and let you know, like almost like having like a fake spider sense, for example, <laughs> like an electronic spider sense. I can totally make that. Um, but um, but uh, so this year, uh, the Make Fashion Group had a panel and uh, we brought in some designers who showed some examples of the work they did. One fellow, Matt, he uh, brought carbon, fi- like he was showing off his carbon fiber dresses. Um, another uh, lady named uh, uh, Katie, she, uh, or Catherine, um, she brought in, uh, like she does these robotic things that move according to your brainwaves, things like that. And, uh, so they wouldn't move at all for Brett? <laughs> yeah, he can beat me to it. wouldn't move at all. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. But uh, the cool thing is well, what we want to do with the group is we want to work more with cosplayers because it just seems like such a natural thing that for cosplayers to add special effects to their costumes. Because uh, we re- we're doing whole couture fashion. We're doing like runway shows around the world. And um, why not cosplayers? Why are, gonna, why are we seeing more cosplayers get into that kind of thing? So that's kind of why we had the panel. Uh, that's the one panel I, I kind of moderated. And then um, the other things I did was workshops. So one workshop was uh, making a little, like, it's just basic to teach you the super basics of, like, electronic and and what you can do with it. So we made, uh, we had the class make little light-up either uh, Shazam Captain Marvel symbols or little Captain Marvel Marvel symbols. So, so nice. yeah, we, like, you had your choice between Marvel or DC, basically, <laughs> uh, to make little, like, light-up symbols of, of, uh, of one of those two characters. Yeah, if you're curious, uh, female Captain Marvel is more popular than male Captain Marvel in that class, anyway. But it was almost equal. She edged him out just a little bit. There were more people interested in doing her symbol than his. It's uh, a pretty no, cool symbol. No, no comment because uh, you know Shazam. He's he's my favorite character ever. Aww. So, I can't. I, can't. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't say that you're you're a filthy liar or anything. <laughs> I, I just... You won't you won't be angry at the children who are learning electronics in the class. Who oh no, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, he could be. <laughs> He's just storing it up inside. That's right. But that was really cool though, because we had people uh, from all ages, like like really young children, up until like you know people who are like close to retirement type age. Um, all getting involved in it and like, like just learning, learning how to like wire something up with lights and whatever. And then they can walk away with like a little glowing thing. And the third thing I did that was super cool, uh, panel workshop wise is, uh, my friend, uh, Ben Eady. He's actually super cool. Um, he's a special effects guy. He's worked on movies such as Star Trek Beyond, Maze Runner, uh, Predator, um, a lot of like Hollywood movies doing special effects. Um, he's running a class on how to make your own helmet made out of, you know, those foam mat materials you buy at like Home Depot, you lay it on the, on your garage floor or something like that, or your kids' mats can play on it. Mm-hmm. Use those type of foam and make like actual like foam costume helmets out of that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was super cool. It was super cool. And it's just like a lot of bending and gluing and stuff like that and massaging it a bit and stuff. But it was, it was, it was like a two hour class and everyone walked away with like a big, uh, like a medieval style helmet. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. It's yeah, amazing. So that, yeah. So that was, that was super fun. So, uh, so that was, that was the most of what I did at the expo um, for more like walking around stuff um, under the, banner of smash pages me and my sister suzette we uh we went around to uh, line up interviews and get some audio clips from people about the sh- from the show 
and then we're going to be compiling those. Um, so there'll be a, a except blog post, and then uh, you might as well be the first people to learn this from here. Is um, where me and my sister kind of want to start our own little podcast. So oh, that's great. Yeah, we've heard, we've heard of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know if anyone actually listens or cares, but you know, why not? Oh, they do to ours. So, so I mean, the... if they if they will to ours, they'll listen to anybody. Yeah, don't worry. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll be set up then. You'll be ready. You'll be to fine. Go. You'll be fine. Yeah. Well, that's um, cool. That's that's awesome to hear. Yeah, so, and then you... other than oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just trying to like run I'm trying to think what else I did at Expo. Um, other than that, like aside from just like I spent most honestly, I spent most of my time in the big four. I didn't really walk around the others, the, the BMO center Expo floor too much because like my, my main interest is mostly comic books anyway. And uh, part of me kind of wishes I had more time to go around there. But honestly, I didn't own a Segway or a golf cart to walk around. <laughs> I didn't feel like it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, let's see, uh, I did sneak out to watch Endgame at some point during the show. And, um, then there was that other event that we went and saw. I don't know if I want me to bring it up yet or should we? No, it's yeah, totally absolutely. Fun. You know, let's bring it up. Cause I was thinking to myself, you, you were there in one of those dresses that lights up and sparkles to see this oh, event. Oh, that's true. I was wearing that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot I was wearing it there. Yeah. So we went to see Linda Carter. We went to see her basically perform a, uh, a concert, and uh, then afterwards she took a little bit of Q and A, not an awful lot, but uh, that's because she went along with the concert. She so. went along with the concert, and uh, so I mean, I'll, I'll start off right now that I absolutely I was not really familiar with her as a, as a musician. I had no idea she could sing like that. She is remarkable. I yeah. feel like she enjoys that more than acting. Is how I felt. Oh, absolutely. I felt I have, like, I I felt like no that was her that. jam. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I and think I think that was pulling her down. Yeah, because as a, as a, like I quickly brought up to you before uh, she went on the stage, Stephanie, there was the point. Uh, like I had finished watching all of Wonder Woman, and so I got really into Linda Carter for a little while there. And so right. I went off and I was listening to her albums and I was doing a lot of reading and stuff like that. And yeah, she she's a singer first, and so but I but nobody ever thinks about that, and watching this it's like wow you know why i mean why isn't she bigger as a singer because damn she's so good well the yeah, thing about I it was oh go ahead go ahead Stephanie. no no i was just thinking i think i think maybe her acting career probably sidetracked her singing career but it sounded like because it sounded like she was wonder woman when her first album kind of came out around the same time yes yes then it, it also sounds like she didn't really pursue the singing and i don't know why she wouldn't have I, I think family like actually made a difference. It later. I'm sorry? I think family made a big difference, too. Oh, okay. Because uh, I think she I think she went and took a little bit of time off because of the uh, because of the family element. It, or for, so that she's not touring. Like, it's one thing to do Wonder Woman and that kind of thing, but it's, but it's different to tour. Yeah, this is why Celine Dion has shows in Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That and they're paying her about four billion dollars. There's that too. Uh, well, yeah, you know that doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is, 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 I mean, when Brett said to me, I didn't even know when we got in the in the the hive, the daily hive. I didn't even know when we got in there that, that we were going to see a concert. It wasn't until Brett, I was like, "What's all the you know stuff on stage? All the, I'm like, who's that for? You know, <laughs> all these instruments." <laughs> Brett's like, "We're gonna see her sing," and I was like, "What? You know, I like, I didn't know." 
uh, I went in completely blind. And so um, the, then when she came out, the first thing she did was a couple cover songs. And I thought, okay, well, she's just, you know, something she likes to do is a hobby on the side. And, and then she started going into is The third song was called Philadelphia Freedom, and it was freaking incredible. And just like I said, that's where I really noticed how just how great her voice is and, and how much of her material is actually um, original material. And, uh, and she, then she talked about uh, songwriting and doing songs for Fallout 4, and she was you know, interacting with the crowd in between, uh, introducing the band and talking about the, how legendary the members of her band are and, and their place in the music industry, and, uh, and they're incredibly impressive. And uh, I, at the end, I had a completely different perspective about her, uh, both her musician, but also her, who she is as a person. Mm-hmm. So I thought I, I'm glad you brought up the band members call up. It wasn't just so the audience understands. It wasn't just a regular where she took a break between one of the songs and then like introduced each band member. She introduced only one band member after a song and kind of highlighted that particular person and kind of lead into a song where they were a little bit featured mm-hmm. and then move on. Maybe, maybe they do. She might do one or two other songs and then go choose the next band member. And she kind of did it step by step with each person sort of thing and had a little, if there's an anecdotal story or something like that. But it really, I like that format more than what we see in regular or standard concerts because it really highlights who her bandmates are and, and really gets them to share the spotlight with her. She's so proud of them. You could tell she's so proud that this is her band. And that really came across. And I, and I think one of the interesting things for me too is that um, I, the panel overall, it was supposed to be music and a Q&A, and I think it was supposed to be what, uh, like an hour or 45 minutes, and I'm thinking, how were you supposed to jam any of that into into such a short time? Because she wound up performing for over an hour, I think it was at least 75 minutes. an hour and a half. Yeah, 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 so almost 90 minutes. And then, yeah. sure, she had next to no time to actually do the Q&A. And the Q&A was, was a tad expected because it was a lot about Wonder Woman. And, and I, I think that's unfortunate, but, but it's, it's expected in these It was It was short, but you know what? She was so charming. She was. Uh, every, every time she interacted with the audience or any time or the Q&A, uh, she was just so charming. And, and uh, you know, again, not necessarily what you would expect. Yeah. Okay. So when I heard about this this concert thing being my story, my life, and it was a kind of a musical thing, I was kind of expecting a little more. It was a little bit more mixed up of not just concert. I thought there might be a little bit of story, or there might be a little bit of a tiny bit of acting, or maybe a costume change. But none of that. It was honestly most. It was honestly basically a concert with a, a little bit of talking in between. But but it was just pretty much a straight up concert. Um, what surprises me is I just felt like. Because this is not the first time she's performed this show. She's been taking this show on the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, I almost feel like, was the expo unprepared for the duration of the show? Yeah, yeah, it feels I, like they were. Because I honestly feel like that was her song set. Like, and oh, she yeah. knew that she was going to perform it. And if the reception was good, she did do the encore, of course, right? Which, honestly, it didn't feel like an encore because she just went straight into it. Sort yeah. Of thing. But, um, but she she did say I'm gonna go long. I hope you all don't mind. Like she she, yeah, she I think she was that. pretty obvious. She was just like you know, they didn't give me enough time, folks. Sorry. Well, and <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna mug. 
yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, that's the impression I had. I, and I don't know the mechanics behind, so I don't want to like put false blame anywhere, but it really did feel like when you have a star of that caliber and um, just a concert and a concert is a, just any kind of live show, you kind of almost want to accommodate for the, your timing. That's, that's how I felt. Well, and you especially know? when and she's there for only one day. Yeah, exactly. And then she had to do the press tour earlier that day, too. So it was probably a super long day for her. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the, okay, so the Q&A, instead of being like, I, I'm guessing they were planning it for a half hour, it was probably it was 10 to 12 minutes from what I, I could tell. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was and super they only short. asked three or four questions. Well, she, she did elaborate each question in detail, so that was very nice. But it, it was only three or four questions, and all of the questions were submitted before the before the show like they had to submit the questions online and i almost think that's unfortunate because i think the questions would have really changed up if we had to see the show first and then and then had a chance to form our questions yeah i agree with that totally because at that point now it's like oh wow i just feel like i know her so much better now because that show was like like it was called what was it called my life right yeah, my story my you, life i think yeah my story, my life. Yeah. And it just really felt like, wow, I, I feel more knowledgeable and I understand her better now. You know, it almost feels like my questions would have been completely different now that I've seen her show versus Sorry, it's, just it's like, L- Hey, Lin- Wonder Woman. <laughs> Linda Carter, this life, my music, my story. Oh, so, thank you. Thank you. Look it up there. Thank you so much. Yeah. I didn't have it written down in front of me here. So. Of course, she did the classic Wonder Woman twirl on stage, though. Well, not yeah, that that was important. I mean, that was well, that was. So awesome. did the guy who was um, <laughs> yeah. hosting the panel. The Daily was, Hive guy. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> I don't about him. It was a thing. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> yeah. He also no, did it. Daily Hive guy, if you're listening, but no, everyone just wants to be there for Linda. <laughs> yeah. No offense. No exactly. But yeah, so what, anything else, uh, any other, like, I can tell you my favorite thing I saw at the Expo this all weekend, uh, completely random, was, uh, well, you know, Stephanie, you, you, sorry, Mo, but uh, Stephanie, you, you wound up doing your photo op with Linda afterwards. Okay, so this is where we change course in our discussion. So the photo op was supposed to start at 8.30, but the, the live show went over time, right? Yep. And, um... How, how do I, I, I've been debating because I knew I was going to talk to you guys about this and I don't even know how to launch into this photo op experience. Um, I don't do a lot of them myself, but a lot of other people in the audience does do the photo op. So what the deal is, if you bought a, bought a VIP ticket, which I will add is about $200, I think, um, you also get a photo op with Linda Carter and a, signed, a pre-signed photograph of her as Wonder Woman. And honestly, I kind of wish I had a newer photo of her as opposed to her from the 70s like mm. that would have been my preference if that had a picture of her but then anyway whatever um bakers can't be choosers sometimes but still you know <clears throat> and i've done the, the full aliens cast photo op with sigourney weaver and everything else so it's not like i'm completely inexperienced but that was my worst photo op experience i ever had oh no <laughs> yeah <laughs> um aside from the fact that the show ran so over and they started rushing everybody which we understand, like fans get it, okay? Fans know that, you know, that you're a very busy person and like now it's like 9 p.m. and we're trying to do this photo op and you just performed live on stage for two hours um, and whatever, we get it. But um, but wow, I've never felt 
more like cattle in my life than I have at that photo op. And um, it really felt like the $200 was a ripoff. Mm. For $200, you know, it's not your fault that it went over. You you guys shouldn't have to pay for it. The people that paid to pay to to have that experience, you know. Yeah. So as we so here's the deal. As as we approached the photo booth, um, just around the corner of it, because um, it's obviously a long lineup. That there's a guy who just tells you straight up. He goes, he goes, don't touch her and don't talk to her. Wow. And that, that's kind of like like you're five people away from seeing her, and it's kind of like throws you in a loop. Says, okay, because you you want to respect the rules, of course, right? And I understand the no touching thing, but it just it just felt like when you get there and you're like, wow, I'm not supposed to talk to her or touch her or do I look her in the eye? And it just it felt like the most impersonal experience. So and and for me, what had happened? This is my personal experience when I got in there to take a picture and keep in mind I'm a photographer too by the way mm-hmm. um, one of my other jobs um, there's no countdown really to to the picture being taken the guy was the guy behind the camera which he didn't even know we were supposed to look exactly um, he just went like ah! like he made that sound and then he clicked the picture and then it's done and then they shuff, and then shuffle you right up you're yeah. herded right out yeah, and um, and like so, my picture. I'm kind of slouching over. I'm not even standing up straight, and like I'm not even quite smiling. So I don't know what's going on. And 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 uh, well, top it off. So you, as you guys mentioned earlier, I had my light up sparkly dress. The the flash that they use. And to be fair, okay, fine. They maybe they adjusted it a certain way. Whatever. It totally drowned out all my lights on my dress. <laughs> my dress wasn't even lit in the photo. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> But when I talk to um, other people in line, and one guy in particular, um, I won't use his name, but he's a, he's a friend of mine. He's from Edmonton. Um, he's done many a photo ops. He's, he's like Mr. Photo Ops City. Like, he lives for his photo ops, right? He called that single-handedly the worst photo op he's ever experienced. And his experience sounded similar to mine, too, where they, you, just, you just felt like um, it, was, it felt like such a cash grab. Yeah. Well, that was the same, that the same thing happened to me when I, when I went through the William Shatner line five years ago or whatever. And, and it was just that, that same, like, yeah, bam. I, it was like, it might've been my first photo up. I hated my photo in it because I didn't know where to look. And so, and, and then they don't even do a very good job of checking. So at the end it's like, Oh great. There's a hundred plus dollars of, a photo that I would never really look at, and Shat and all Shatner does is just sit there on the chair, looking like a lump of, you know, nothing. Right. And and yeah, <laughs> you you get nothing out of it. Whereas there's but there's moments where I've had amazing photo ops and and wonderful things have happened, you know, and and they're mm-hmm. super nice. And so it those things almost make it worse on the on the photo ops that are bad you know well okay so so linda carter made a point to thank everybody who took a photo with her and you felt bad to say you're welcome because you're told not to talk to her and yeah. they're trying to shoo you out yeah i was gonna ask that it's, i i i often don't think that this has anything to do with the actual person you're mm-hmm. in the photo taken with you know this is this is other people trying to control the situation for whatever reason and it's mm-hmm. it's really unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I've had some great moments of photo ops with some 
awesome people and felt and, and was a great experience. So, I mean, this one is, this, this sounds like a nightmare and I, I, I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to put it on Linda Carter necessarily because we don't know, but unfortunately that's the experience you had. Yeah, I know. Right. And it, and it's kind of too bad in a way too, because I had such a good time at the concert. Had I known the photo op would be run in such a manner, I wouldn't have paid the extra for it. And yeah. I would have just left with my good feelings from the concert. Right. Um, my favorite photo top, I'll, I'll bring it up again real quick is the aliens one and Sigourney Weaver. Let's face it. She's a huge, huge, huge star. And uh, from my understanding, she basically never does conventions. And she that, that was one of one of the first kind of photo op conventions she ever did. I don't know if it was the first, but it was like early on anyway. And that was, what is it, 2014, I believe. And uh, it was like most of the cast of the second Alien movie was there. And uh, it was a fantastic photo op. Sigourney Weaver herself made a point to make contact with the person to, uh, that there is involved in the photo op. I noticed that almost every photo I've seen of, the, of people taking pictures of the alien cast, she would make a point to be touching or at least in proximity of the person in the photo of the fan. So, and it, you just felt like really nice and important. And my favorite part about that photo op was afterwards because we got to get autographs from all the other uh, stars if you wanted to. It took like it took me like eight hours to get everybody's autograph again. <laughs> um, actually, I, I don't know who which was my favorite part to see. There's either Lance Hendrickson drawing on his table that was pretty awesome. Like he was just drawing all over the tablecloth. He's just noodling. <laughs> Um, uh, there was Paul Reiser who was sick as a dog and I felt so sorry for him, but in his little raspy voice, he goes, he goes, well, you're very beautiful. Aww. <laughs> and I was like, aw, <laughs> mad about you. No, just kidding. And then, <laughs> and then Bill Paxton, um, Bill Paxton, um, he actually said, oh, I remember you. You're the one with personality. <laughs> that made nice. me feel awesome. That's right. <laughs> so so I, just, I felt so appreciated with the Aliens photo op compared to like the other one where they, they treat you like, like animals. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, like, I don't, like, I, like you guys say, we don't know. It, like, and it, was just, like, it could just be situational because they're trying to get the line moving and it was getting super late and everything like that. But still, it's just, kinda, it's just, just unfortunate. Well, you know, Bill Paxton at the taking the uh, the uh, what do you call it, the speaker system and saying it's over, man, it's over. Just yes. getting on there at the end of the panel on the Sunday, that the, was, uh, the, the year they were there. That was great stuff. Line from Aliens. That was like the greatest, probably greatest moment in Expo history, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Oh, R.I.P. I love that man. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, it's a, it was oh. so cool. So cool. Yeah, that was that was a that was a beautiful moment. I'm so glad we had the chance to to meet him or at least experience his, uh, his button before, uh, he moved on. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was shortly after. So, so definitely it was, it was really cool that he was here then. So anyway, other expo parts uh, besides that, anything else that you want to bring up that was part of the experience that you had a great time with or find, try and find something awesome. Like I say, the, my favorite moment was seeing this kid who was cross, uh, cosplaying. He was at, Star, dressed as Star Lord, but with a Groot helmet on, and his his costume played the music. So he was air guitaring down the hallway while everybody was staring at him. It's freaking hilarious. Oh man, I missed that. That's yeah, awesome. it was playing music from the movie. So like, and he's air guitaring. He's right into it. It's just tremendous. It's such probably like eight years old or so. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's brilliant. Good for him. Yeah. Huh. 
I don't know. I'm trying to think. Was there anything else super awesome? I'm probably forgetting it now. Uh, like, well, super awesome thing was the last day just walking around and, like, of course, going to the comic stuff. Um, oh, Phil Notto. I talked to Phil Notto. He's so chill. He's not in that, like, at all how you would imagine him. Um, if you don't know Phil Notto, he's, uh, he was first known as a cover artist on Birds of Prey. That was his first work. And he did the Black Widow miniseries. Uh, he generally does uh, sort of more a painter style. It's digital, but it's all like, it looks like it's painted. And uh, so, so when you actually meet him, he's, you know, he's got like, you know, he's just like kind of a shorter. Very cool. short. Yeah. And uh, he's got like, you know, like a, like a full beard, not like a gross beard, but you know, he has a full mustache beard <laughs> thing going on. Not a on. gross beard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's not a hipster uh, beard either. You know what I mean? It's just like a normal beard. <laughs> he's he's a very uh he he's he's extremely low energy. Like when when you when you like he's hear so him talk. Chill. He was just chill. all the time. He's like, yeah, you know, he's like, he was so chill. I really enjoyed meeting him. I got his email and everything like that. So I, I, I'm, I can't wait to follow up with him. Um, Joe Jisco is also super kind too. Um, and 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 his wife is hilarious. Like she she's so worried about getting con con cred that she wouldn't like shake people's hands. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I taught her. I told her she could fist bump. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's right. She was down for that. I hear her, her name's Linda. She was super sweet. She was with, with him the whole time at the table, too. That was really good. Um, those were probably the two bigger names that I spoke with. And again, it's just so nice to reunite with people you, you know before. Like Hope Nicholson was there. Uh, Alexander Fimbo was there. Um, basically, every single friend of mine from Edmonton, because I'm originally from Edmonton, like they were all there. Basically. So it's like my sister, even from Edmonton, came down. It was just like a big reunion, happy, fun, good time. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, maybe I won't share that story. Never mind. <laughs> Ignore. <laughs> off air. Off air. It sounds like something <laughs> to be here about off air. <laughs> I'll say that for a different show. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, it was. Uh, there's no doubt that that's one of the best things for us, um, knowing that we're uh, you know kind of in and around the industry, part of the industry, that kind of thing is is just. You you are happy to see these people after a year or six months or whatever, and and just to be able to get the chance to just to reconnect. Yeah, exactly. And some of these friends, like we used to always hang out, and then uh, you know your lives get busy, but there's always time for the con. Yeah, for sure. So so yeah, I uh, mean, you, did you guys go out the Saturday night when there was the blizzard? Oh, sorry, <laughs> I cut you off. No, no, it's fine. We did not go out. Uh, at all there if it if it hadn't been a blizzard then i probably would have been down with going out but overall it was just like yeah you know what i'm i'm willing to i'm willing to call it <laughs> you know what not going yeah, out not going out at all this this time we didn't go out at all with anybody or anything which is unusual for us but that actually made for a better con experience because i wasn't as wiped out so so okay, I'll I'll share a story then, a a, a a not quite con story, and I'm sure Alexander doesn't mind me sharing the story. Um, we don't care if he does. So I, sorry. We don't care if he does. <laughs> oh okay, well that's all good. Um, so so um, Saturday afternoon, I mentioned how I had to go home and have a nap because I was just wiped out, right? Uh, so I went and had a nap. I went, I go to bed. Like the snow was just starting, 
and then like I, I woke up probably around 6 p.m. or so and and it was like you know like apocalypse had, had come uh, winter fell was covered in snow the, the, the night king was around the corner <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was like where did this blizzard come from it's like it came so hard and so fast it felt like and then so I started texting people I knew who were at the show and says hey do you need a ride or whatever right because even though it's not recommended to drive like there was actually warnings out there people say don't go driving if you don't have to like um i'm from further north alberta and i used to commute all the time from in and out of edmonton like an hour in and out so i'm quite used to a lot of like weird and terrible winter driving conditions but i felt pretty confident and i thought i'd check in on my friends and see how they're all doing and i found out that alexander had missed his shuttle bus from the bmo center back to his hotel and that he had walked (laughs) Oh during the Lord. blizzard from from Bimo to the to downtown <laughs> and uh, he was completely drenched are you kidding me but he wanted to go to the to um there was a panel one party at one of the local bars you know pin bar yep uh, yeah, it's a, so it's a Calgary bar full of pinball machines, basically, and a few loose arcade machines. And and I said, are you going to that thing? And he, he said, yeah. And I'm like, well, let me come and get you. And he's like, no, no, I can do it. I'm like, no, no, I'm coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> you are not walking. And, then, you know, and like he expresses concerns about me driving. And he's not the only one. Other people express their concerns about me driving. I'm like, I got this. It's okay. So I go out. To drive first of all i had to scrape like the three or four inches of snow and ice off my car like i was scraping all around the entire car this blizzard managed to cover all four sides of my car <laughs> with uh with ice and snow and that took a long time to dig out and then like but when i time i hit the road i was literally carving the path for other cars to go down with my car <laughs> sort of thing it was it was almost surreal i was like wow i feel like i'm driving in the sticks again or something like that but this is this is like downtown calgary and i'm, I'm cutting paths for people basically it was so deserted on the streets and there was so much snow um anyway so so that's my that's my, so i made sure i made sure uh alexander made it to pin bar okay and then uh, afterwards i made sure um him and uh jason mamel was, was was there i made sure they made it to the respective uh, home's okay too and it was just like it was just kind of funny because like like for uh for calgary expo night for it to be that that snowy and stuff like that a lot of creators still came out to the to timber i was actually was wondering that what you know how yeah. many people would show up i know a couple of people were messaging on facebook saying are, are you still going are you still going because the weather was i mean I, you can't explain it to people if they weren't there when you say blizzard i mean it was a complete uh, ice storm is more accurate it was it was really nasty it was, yeah. I wish, yeah. It's like, okay, so Calgary, we're very used to it being a dry climate, and it was a very wet snow. And it was it was not raining and not snowing at first. It was like as if slush was falling from the sky. It was kind of yeah. the best way I could describe it. And so then the first the layer of slush would cover your car, and then eventually it got fluffy and big and huge. And then and it's just like super heavy and super wet and super treacherous. Like it made every every road an, an ice rink. And the visibility was almost zero. Yeah, it was it was a crazy night. There's no doubt about it. After <laughs> after dropping Brad off and just driving home, I was always in a few accidents, and it was literally because you couldn't see um, the you couldn't see the lights until you're right before them. If you were supposed to go through, or you're supposed to stop, 
because the visibility was so bad. So, but uh, we're going to, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Any other final thoughts from you too? Um, I think I had a, Generally, a really good one. I'm really sorry you had that experience at the at the uh, photo op, but I mean the concert was great, and I hope it didn't uh, didn't you know paint your whole weekend uh, in a poor in a poor light. Oh no, like you know what? That like like for uh, one bummer experience doesn't doesn't negate the fact that the rest of the the show again was was totally fun and awesome, and made new friends and reunited with old friends. So it's it was no, it's super cool. I really enjoyed it, and I also got to be on the uh, the script panel again. Thank you for letting me come on. I love thanks that for too. thanks for skipping out on the uh, on the Back to the Future panel to do it. <laughs> <Yeah. that. laughs> <laughs> we all missed okay. that. Yeah, we it's always a great time and and that's the thing. Like I I love it when we when we get the chance to do the things that are that are a lot of fun for us because you know, I I think we have fun, the audience have fun, has fun. And uh and that's really what the expo is all about, right? Oh yeah, totally, right? That's that's the thing. We it's basically Expo's all about us getting together and like geek and nerd out. That's yeah. what it is. Exactly. And you know what? We're really lucky to have it in this city because a lot of cities don't have something quite this cool. You know, um you know there's there's a few cities that do, but not everybody has a has a convention quite like what we had here. So so uh I'm I'm glad that they uh they were invited us back this year and and uh you know i'm looking forward to seeing what's coming up in the years as they they continue to evolve into their new ownership and the changes they make and and uh, let's hope it's all positive yeah i agree i agree and uh yeah um i know that there was some growing pains i've heard that but um, i'm sure it's going to be smoother sailing after this so yeah awesome well thank you so much stephanie uh, tell everybody one more time uh the old-fashioned what we say plug your shit Okay, well, uh, I mentioned all that fashion technology stuff, so I better mention makefashion.ca. Uh, we um, are the ones who like to throw uh, blinky lights and other fun robotic or sensory things onto your clothing. And then if you're more interested in the comic book side of things, and I would like to talk to you if you're a comic creator, uh, visit smashpages.net, and that's our comics blog. Um, we have writers from all across North America. And um, actually, uh, um, when we even won a Harvey back in the day before we became Smash Pages. So, yay! <laughs> oh, wow. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. We'll talk to you about our comics sometime. Yeah, please do. <laughs> did we show you? Did oh, we even show you the pages no, from it? it didn't happen. No, we never even got, no, we we never never got time. No, we never bad. met up again after. That's no, okay. It was weird. So thank you, Stephanie, for joining us. That was uh, that was great. We're back from the, the uh, uh, interview portion, I guess you would call it, of the show, uh, the guest portion. Um, one more time, thanks to the Calgary Comic and Entertainment Expo for uh, how great they treat us every single year, including this year. Uh, we had a lot of fun. It was one of my favorite expo experiences uh, I can think of. And uh, do you feel the same way, Brett? Yeah, for sure. It's uh, eh, makes me want to go to Edmonton even more. Absolutely, and uh, in Edmonton, remember Vic Maholtra will be just staying at his house. That's right, because we love, <laughs> we love Vic. We haven't told him yet, but we uh, haven't told him we're staying yeah. there. But he's always so nice. He, he his his wife will say no, but yeah, he would yeah. say yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's a sweet guy. <laughs> so thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We'll be back. And uh, we're going to have, of course, more content, some crazy stuff going on with We Talk Comics. But now we're going to have to start, I guess, pointing the map.
towards episode 200 and trying to come up with something extra cool. That's right. We we continue our monolithic crawl towards episode 200. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Good night, folks. O-U-T. Good night.